You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Okay, back we are with Jack and Doreen as your host for this next half hour of Real Presence Live. And as I'm speaking, Doreen is queuing up another one of her raucous jokes before we get to our next guest. And I'm looking across the table here, and I'm not making eye contact, so I don't know if she's got one queued up or not. Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. Do you have a joke? Jim? Well, we can do one that we tried last week, or last oh. time we were on, about why did the chicken not cross the road. You know, when I was substitute teaching in third grade, I asked the students that question. They came up with some really good alternative answers. Oh, do you, re- do you remember any of them? One was because there is a butcher shop on the other side of well, the road. Well, kind of the that same really, thing. Yeah, yeah the, the official really answer is... Because there is a Chick-fil-A on the other side of the road. Yeah. That's funny. Even the second time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh track, please. <laughs> All right, I have a joke. Okay, here we go. What do you call a beehive without an exit? Um, I don't know. Unbelievable. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Okay. okay. There's quite the lead in for our next guest. Yes. <laughs> Dan, are you still on the line with us? <laughs> yeah, our no. next our guest is Dan Bolinsky from the University of Mary and he's the program chair of dramatic arts and the producer of the new film Sanctified. And that's a western film set in the late 1800s, in late 1800s and uh well, I could read this entire um, uh, introduction, but Dan, I think I'm going to let you introduce uh, yourself and the movie. How's that? This past winter, and uh, we've got Sanctified, our Western film, coming out this fall, and then we've got another feature film, End of the Rope, coming out in the spring of 2023, and then a whole bunch of uh, more films that are that are a part of the slate coming up. Um, so this film in particular, Sanctified, uh, will be uh, playing at North Dakota theaters around the state starting September 30th. It will start in Bismarck, and then it will be in uh, Fargo and Belfield and Watford City and Grand Forks and Minot and Williston and then a variety of other places around the state and even in South Dakota, Montana, and Minnesota as well. Um, it will be running at the uh, Twin Cities Film Festival in Minneapolis at the end of uh, October. Uh, but we shot the film in uh, in May of 2021, and the goal is just to make an exciting uh, Western film. Um, it's uh, it's about an outlaw who's betrayed by his gang, and he's left for dead. Um, and he's picked up by a Benedictine nun who's traveling through the Badlands to a church in Williston. And uh, she uh, nurses him back to health in exchange for him guiding her through the Badlands. And along the way, they have to fight off the bad guys and brave uh, all sorts of dangers together and a beautiful friendship develops between these two uh, unlikely people. Was it filmed in the Badlands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shot it just south of Medora. 
It reminds me a little bit of Lilies of the Field with Sidney Poitier ending up with the sisters, and I, I don't, I don't think he was a bad yeah. guy though. <laughs> yeah. well, it, well, I mean, he was he was rougher on the edges. I uh, think that that movie was definitely a reference point for me. I love that movie, Lilies of the Field. I think of it as such a um, such a, a beautiful film uh, and such a beautiful kind of redemption story for this man, um, and the idea of putting. Um, clergy in a movie where they're not portrayed in a negative light or um, you know in, in any way that's uh, that takes away from um, their their dignity and their closeness to God I think that was that was something that was a priority for me uh, just in developing the story um, a story about uh, a Benedictine nun who's actually a good person who doesn't have all this baggage you know there's there's so much media out there now television shows and movies, um, that like to exploit the the clergy, and it's not as if um, you know the, there certainly has been um, abuses, as we all know, within um, the the church. But uh, that certainly uh, there's certainly a, a great number of beautiful uh, members of the clergy, and uh, this movie set out to honor that. Is it a true story? It's not. It's historical oh. fiction, so it's okay. set in a, t- a real time and mm-hmm. place, um, but the characters are fictitious. I'm, I'm thinking, isn't the University of Mary a Benedictine school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So you, you, you had, a, you had a, a, a little bit more of a reason to portray them well. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. I mean, the Benedictine sisters came to Bismarck in the 1870s, and they established a, a school and a hospital, and then, of course, you know, the University of Mary eventually. So they have a long presence in uh, uh, in North Dakota, and um, it just seemed to make sense to make them uh, to make Sister Hildegard is uh, our lead character's name to make her a Benedictine nun. I think it sounds wonderful. I can't wait to see it. Um, you said yeah. September 30th, it's opening in Bismarck. Is that the same date that it's going to be in the other cities that you mentioned? No, it's staggered. If people want to see the showtimes, they can go to sanctifiedfilm.com, uh, but it'll, it's staggered by weekend. Um, so we're going to have red carpet uh, premieres in, uh, in uh, all the big cities across North Dakota um, uh, every weekend um, starting September 30th through the end of uh, October. And then we'll also have a special screening in November at uh, Medora. Can you tell us who the actors are, and are they from North Dakota or, or elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a priority for the production to get as much local talent, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, uh, as as possible. So a good chunk of our cast and crew were from North Dakota. Um, I, I have a role in the movie. Um, a couple of our leads are from uh, the Twin Cities. Uh, and the rest of the cast, I think, is uh, is North Dakota based, unless I'm misremembering right now. Uh, and then uh, my partners in this is a uh, uh, my partners in this is um, DNN Cinematics, which is, a, which is a commercial production company based here in Bismarck. They also have a presence in Fargo and Minneapolis as well. So they've they've teamed with me uh, on all my films. How do you go about finding actors? You talked about them from some being local and others not. How how do you get the word out that you're looking for actors? Well, locally, we uh, we did a 
big social media campaign just to get the the word out about uh, auditions here locally. But in terms of the leads that we cast professionally um, from larger markets, we did uh, we hired a casting director, and it's their job to track down actors. Okay, now um, Doreen and I both saw uh, Heart Like Water, which was your first uh, film. And uh, okay. I, 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 I'm wondering if, uh, is this, you got a little more dialogue in this one? Because I know the Heart Like Water, you, you minimize that on purpose. And I thought it was very, mm-hmm. I thought it was very effective. Uh, but yeah. I, I think you have a, probably a little more story to tell here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, that movie was made um, in a very particular style because I thought it suited the subject matter. Um, well, and the, the particular story that we were telling. But this one, uh, Sanctified, is a, a much more commercially-minded film, I would say, and uh, much more uh, traditional storytelling. So, yes, there's plenty of dialogue, and um, it's, it's a more traditional story structure as well. Where was it filmed, Dan? It was filmed just south of Medora. We were actually based out of the Badlands Ministries Bible Camp, just south of Medora, um, and um, we did a lot of the filming there on that property, which is beautiful property. Uh, and then uh, one of our uh, investors, Kim Shade, uh, lives south of Medora. He has beautiful property as well. We built our outlaw camp there, and um, he was very generous with our production. Um, and then a variety. I mean, there's so many people in the Badlands who are so generous with their with their land and their time and their resources. Um, so we couldn't have done it without without the people in the North Dakota Badlands. It was it was definitely a huge collaboration with them. How do you do the costuming to make it authentic to the time? Oh, uh, well, that's not my problem. That's the costume <laughs> designer's problem. Um, thankfully, I mean the the question for me is like as a as a producer, like my job uh, as producers put together the team and to hire people who uh, can do things that I certainly can't do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know my way around a camera, and I can't direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know how to be a grip or a gaffer or a costume designer or a hair and makeup artist or production designer, um, but we were able to hire some people who do know their business very well and uh, who were able to you know, make things work on screen in their own respective department. Okay, I'm sorry for that question, but I do have one more related. Oh, no. Do you know if the costume sure. designer um, talked to the Benedictine um, nuns? <laughs> well, she's had a, her name is Michelle Renner, and she she lives in Bismarck, and she's she costumed um, several of my past films and a bunch of my theater productions as well. So um, she knows her business well, and I believe that she had done a production before uh, with that that had Benedictine nuns in it. So I I forget, but she's she's local and she she knows the sisters. So. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised um, mm-hmm. if, for the sake of historical accuracy, she talked with a lot of people and did a lot of research herself. Would this be considered a full-length film? Yeah, so this is a ninety-minute feature. Okay, so it's 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 no small production, that's for sure. It sounds like I mean, especially you know when you're talking about uh, you know you as the producer have kind of like general oversight and. Uh, other people are concerned about the costuming and that it's this is uh mm-hmm. this is a full-length uh, professional production mm-hmm. yeah we got some really fantastic actors that we brought in from from the bigger markets and we had a cast our cast was what 20 we had a crew of i think 30 to 40 people on set 
filming for three weeks in the Badlands, and um, we've got a crew of uh, just that many working on post-production. So it's, it's been a big collaborative effort. Okay, great. Well, it's time for us to take a, a quick break. So we'll ask our listeners to uh, stay with us, and uh, we'll be back with more of our discussion of the uh, the film Sanctified. And we're talking with Dan Bolinsky, who's the producer and also uh, program chair of dramatic arts at the University of Mary. And uh, we'll be talking to him more about uh, this film, and stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, um, Real Presence Radio listeners. We're happy that you're with us. And if you were with us the first part of this half hour, I'm sure that you are enjoying our interview with Daniel Belinsky from the University of Mary. And, excuse me, I've got to... And um, so we're happy to welcome Daniel back. He's not in the studio, which is disappointing, but we're happy to have him on the phone. Um, and, Dan, let's... Let's go to the play. People love stories. Um, could you just tell us anything that you'd like to share about challenges that you faced while filming this and some of the blessings that were um, poured out during your work with this project? Yeah, well, uh, shooting a film is uh, is always 
an adventure and a really intense experience. You're getting these, you know, 30 to 40 people um, in one place all working towards the same end um, and a bunch of artists, too. So disaster, <laughs> right? No, no, not necessarily. But, uh, Independent that, thinkers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's my job as a producer, too, to um, just find find good people who are, who are um, not only really good at what they do, but good collaborators, too. And um, so we were very fortunate um, this uh, with this team. Um, and we, the shooting went very smoothly, all things um, considered. Um, we were dealing with the elements. Uh, the The movie, of course, takes place in the summer months. Um, there's not supposed to be snow, and we thought we'd be safe starting shooting in May. I think it was May 11th that we started shooting. And one, I think it was two days before we started shooting, we had a snowstorm <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> I, uh, I was looking at it. It was just a blanket of snow. <laughs> and um, I was saying a lot of prayers. Uh, to God in, the, in in those times, and some of our um, yeah, uh, I think um, some people thought it was um, uh, funny. A lot of the people who hadn't been in North Dakota before, um, but it, for me, it was my worst nightmare um, coming coming true. Um, and we had to fight, um, and it did actually melt uh, in time for our filming. So God is good. Right. Um, and um, then there were a few days where it got really cold. There was one day where my character had to go into a river, and it was about 40 degrees outside. Everybody else was um, wearing, and it was sleeting, and everybody else was wearing coats. And um, the, our stunt coordinator arrived, and he dipped his, dipped his hand in the water, and he was like, Yes. Did you ever do a polar plunge? Yeah. That's what this is going to feel like. Yeah. You got about you got about five minutes in the water before you get hypothermia. Whoa! Um, and um, so that was um, that was an intense experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's hard to um, it's, it's difficult to deliver a performance when you're um, literally dying in the water when the when the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. Um, uh, other than that, you know, God was really good to us uh, when we were filming, and um, we did have a great team of people, and they were all working very well together, and, and we pulled it off in, in three weeks, and we've got a beautiful movie to show for it. Well, with the name um, Sanctified for the movie, and mm-hmm. your your production company is called Canticle Productions, which kind of has a religious connotation to it, uh, I've got yeah. kind of... I, 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 I'd like to, uh, I'd like to know if the, if this movie sanctified, would you call it a, a religious movie or is it really a, a secular uh, movie with, uh, you know, a religious, you know, in this case, a, a nun um, as one of the characters? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, speaking more broadly, the mission of my company, Canticle Productions, Canticle, of course, means song of praise to God. Um, the mission of the company is to tell really powerful stories, and most of them are, are true stories, um, but powerful stories about about faith and about conversion and about redemption and about perseverance um, through struggle, always letting the true, the good, and the beautiful come out, um, and letting God kind of come in through the cracks and the seams. So we're not uh, punching anybody in the face with a message, but the priority is to tell excellent stories um that uh that do give glory to god um i think there's a there's a lot of um 
you know, faith, you know, quote unquote, faith based films sometimes can be very overt about their messaging, and they can um, that can be the priority for them um, that they're uh, that kind of preaching or it's it's communicating a message rather than um, letting that message uh, kind of exist uh, behind um, behind the story and informing the story at every stage. I think stories have a, a tremendous power um, but if it's if, if uh, filmmaking becomes a sermon, I think that uh, it really loses its power. So um, all that said, um, Sanctified is an exciting, action-packed Western film uh, that you that people will enjoy whether they're Catholic or or not Catholic. But at its heart, it is a redemption story. It is the story of the redemption of this man through the loving care of this uh, Benedictine nun whom he encounters. He's very cynical and hardened at the beginning, um, but her goodness um, and her care for him and her faith. Uh, bring him literally into the church um, by the end of the movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, so hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, Very nicely. I'm hearkening back to when I was about uh, probably six or eight years old when my dad took us to the movie Heaven Knows Mr. Allison. It's kind of the same kind of theme. <laughs> mm, I haven't seen that. I need to look it up. It's yeah. an old one. Yeah. Um, Daniel, you're... you're um, your work, your career is as program chair of dramatic arts at the University of Mary. Could you speak a little bit about how you involve your students in these productions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always been a part of the uh, of the mission of Canticle to involve my students at the university, and it's such a great experience for them. So, a couple of my students were outlaws uh, in the movie. A couple of my students were nuns in the movie. <laughs> Uh, depending if you're male or female, um, because that's the only people that existed in the Badlands, apparently, in the 1880s, nuns and outlaws. <laughs> uh, and, um, and then uh, uh, students also served behind the scenes um, as uh, art directors and as location managers and as fellow producers. So they had the chance to work and be mentored, work with and be mentored by industry professionals from uh, not only around North Dakota, but from around the country, who flew here um, to to work on this movie, uh, it was a tremendous professional experience and something that's I think really unique um, in in university programs. And my my program at the University Dramatic Arts has this ongoing uh, relationship, collaborative relationship with my company Canticle, and um, it, it'll always be uh, part of. Uh, a, prior, a priority for me to involve students in these productions. How many students are right now enrolled in the dramatic arts um, program at UMary? Yeah, well, it's the beginning of the semester. I think there are about 20 right now, but there are students involved in the productions. Uh, you know, production sizes can range from, uh, you know, t- uh, 10 people to 50 or 80 people, depending on uh, what the show is. We're doing a musical in the spring and that'll be there'll be a lot of students involved in that uh you, you mentioned that uh it's opening uh, at the end of september why don't you talk a little right. bit about the opening and kind of uh, are there any celebrate you know, usually there's celebrations kind of surrounding the opening of a movie and you know what kind of things do you have in plan for that and uh what kind of what which ones could our listeners participate in 
Yeah, well, we'll be we'll be premiering in uh, in every corner of the state, um, and so hopefully everybody from the state of North Dakota will have a chance to see a movie, not to see this movie, not to in a theater not too far from them. Um, but we're we're planning red carpet premieres for all of these. We'll have cast and crew present uh, at at the screenings, and they'll do a Q and A afterwards and be around for questions from the audience. We'll have uh, swag and merchandise from the film, and you can see the costumes that were used and some of the props and the set pieces that were used in the in the film. Uh, are giving a really uh, good behind the scenes look at what it went, uh, or what went into the making of this movie. Um, we'll have script to screen books that people can take a look at, where they can look at the script and then see the pictures. Um, you know how, how how it began and how it developed into the the final product. Uh, there are so many people across across North Dakota who contributed to the making of this movie, and so um, every single screening um, uh, across the state, it'll be in a city where we had some key supporter uh, for the film, and um, I'm excited for uh, for so many people across North Dakota to to see it because it feels like uh, a very uh, homegrown project, still at a very high professional level, but something that was nurtured here in state. Yeah. I know Doreen and I attended one of those types of events for the uh, Heart Like Water and had you know several of the cast members there to talk about it afterwards, and it really made the, uh, the, the experience a lot more fun and a lot more interesting to talk to people about behind-the-scenes kinds of things. So I certainly would encourage our listeners, if you want to see the movie, Try to see it at, at one of these openings uh, where they have cast members present, and you can learn a lot more about it. So we've got about uh, one minute uh, left, uh, uh, Dan. So why don't you talk just a little bit about uh, uh, how can our listeners learn more about some of your other films by Canonical Productions? I know you mentioned The Heart Like Water, which you did earlier, and now, now you've got uh, Sanctified and now End of the Rope. But where do people go? Yeah, they can go to our website, which is canticle-productions.com. Um, specifically for Sanctified, sanctifiedfilm.com. Um, but tickets can be purchased through the website, and you can find uh, info on Heart Like Water and also End of the Rope through the website, the Canticle website. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, Dan, for being with us today. We've been talking with Dan Belinsky at the University of Mary about Sanctified, a new movie in North Dakota. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live. Thank you.